Growler Media presents Joe versus the Minute. And remember our handy new tagline that George came up with for us. Welcome back to Joe versus the Minute, the movie where we talk about the 1990 film Joe versus the Volcano and about panty crickets. Is that the tagline you were talking about? <laughs> oh, oh <God>. no. <laughs> no. I hope so. <laughs> George does not have that much power over our podcast. And I just would like to reassure listeners from Monday, we don't actually talk about that all that much. It occasionally comes up in conversation. That's fine. Uh, no, for Subscribe real, we Subscribe to our Patreon for more <laughs> bonus Panty Cricket content. Don't drag my poor Patreon into this. <laughs> Joe versus the Panty Crickets after dark. Oh, no. That's George's follow-up series. Mm-hmm. Instead of a recap, we have that. <laughs> no, we normally talk about Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, who are very wholesome. And and this is a wholesome, quirky movie about love and life and everything in between. And I'm Tierney Steele. Wow, I ran out of steam there. <laughs> Jeez Louise. And I'm Jarf. And you've already heard George jumping in just like he snuck into the studio on Monday. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and back with us again as well is Crystal Beth. The official I'm here guest. Too. Uh, well, official, not official. We're all here. It's perfect. Crystal gets a chair. <laughs> I get one chair. I'm standing. That I'm sharing with George. He's on oh, my lap. We have one butt cheek on each side. Mm-hmm. Told you butts would be back involved. <laughs> Which sounds like you listeners because you pay for the whole CB, only use the edge. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely an apt description of our podcast. <laughs> this week has taken a turn. <laughs> Joe versus the volcano where all your edging dreams come true. Oh, God, and it got worse. All right, so... <laughs> Today, we are talking about Minute 53, which begins with the sunrise fading into a new work of art done by Angelica, and it ends with Joe asking if his outfit is appropriate. It ends with worried, furrowed eyebrows, and it's adorable, but we'll get there. (laughs) So this artwork by Angelica. I hate it. Is this the sequel to Goodnight Moon? (laughs) I hate it. I did not mind her earlier artwork. And I had concerns about her poem, but it was not inherently... T- like, it was better it was than a- anything Mike Myers did, and so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> oh, that is true. And I guess this is <laughs> this is good for what it is an example of. In this genre of art, it is well executed. Is that Joe's face? <gasps> I well, think that's I Joe's face. Be. I'm pretty sure that's Tom Hanks yeah. and the son. That's, that's that was my reading of it as yeah. well. Really? Wow. Look at me learning new things about my movie. <laughs> well, what I was hoping to learn and couldn't through my research is who created this painting in real life. Obviously, that is it, obviously in, a Pollock. In text, Angelica did, but I was trying to like see if someone was auctioning it off as a prop from the movie. Or, and you all are very savvy about movie research. Where does one find that type of information? Typically, you go to Internet Movie Paintings Database. (laughs) No, that doesn't really exist, does it? I know there's the firearms. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the firearms (laughs) definitely exist. With paintings, I mean, at that point, I would just Google specifically the painting you're looking for with all of the keywords you can get. And generally, the Internet is very very good at finding what you're looking for. There's only been one time in all of the movies by minutes research I've done that the internet's failed me. And that was the Goonies minute. There's a toy in the background in one of the first few minutes that no one's been able to figure out what it is. But other than that, 
internet's always been good to figure out anything you need. I would say, yeah, we had to translate some Japanese painted on a wall in MASH Minute, and my husband ended up posting the screenshot. Was it Japanese? They're they're in the Korean War. Uh, They were in Kukura, Japan for the sequence. Oh, okay, okay. They go on a little sojourn. Within the recording of the episode, we got someone to translate it for us via Reddit since the translator app couldn't read. I was trying to take a picture of it because I have that thing where you hold it over the label and it Uh translates. And it just, I think because of the quality, it wasn't able to get it. But I was going to say, can you do an image search? I mean, they they have all our creepy faces everywhere. Can we? You can use also that technology ask John. For good? Oh, John that's a Japanese. good idea. I'm pretty sure you can already just you just got to look at that bone structure. That's Tom Hanks. If we get a good screenshot of it, if we can make Google do its image search magic. Anyway, I also if you pause the video at exactly one second, you see that Meg Ryan's finger is glowing like ET's finger, <laughs> which makes me think that she is in fact an alien. <gasps> Apparently, Fliberty Gibbet is a species. <laughs> oh, man. I love that even more. That's so Star Wars Wikipedia. I, I, but my, my problem is she can't be an alien because only a human could be this hungover at breakfast. And also, she yeah. says Patricia is her half-sister. Alien. The other half is alien. Oh, she's half-alien. Yeah, just the bottom and half. And the liver is human. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Bottom now half means sense. like belly button down. So the liver's in play. So actually, it's a very good thing that Joe declined her advances because that could have gotten very She would have rammed her overpositor down his throat. It all makes sense now. Yeah. I, as a child, obviously did not pick up on what I just knew Angelica was in a bad mood. Now as an adult looking at this, I'm like, is she still drunk, maybe? I think she's still drunk. I think she's still... There's something about the way she like has her eyes closed while talking that Mm -hmm. definitely feels... Very real to me. She sounds even more L.A. than she did at the beginning of the first time we met her. Yeah. It's not a good look for Angelica in this minute. I think the worst minute is the fact that they're having breakfast in a restaurant with live birds. I'm so confused by this restaurant. They are just poop and mite factories and they're near your food. What? It looks like each table has its own bird. What the F is this restaurant? Is this like a lobster tank where you pick what you're going to eat? (gasps) Oh. No. Because, you know, if you cook it, that's fine. But 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 live birds are no. disgusting. Those are pet birds that have learned to speak. Mm. Not me. Terrifying. Not okay. And so actually you're saying it's smart that Angelica is having a cigarette and coffee for her meal. Yeah, because that's, it's like when Spielberg imported all of his food into Africa when they were doing Raiders of the Lost Ark because he didn't want to be sick. Same thing. It's like drinking bottled water, and the cigarette kills all the bugs. He had the tins of SpaghettiOs, right? Was that? Yeah, someone something had like tins that. Of SpaghettiOs. I would love it if she did that. I will say, uh, is it SpaghettiOs? The little spaghettis and meatballs. Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Chef Boyardee spaghetti and meatballs out of the can is fantastic. Although the Brits are right. Beans on toast is the best drunk in the morning cure. The bacon Beans buddy, on toast, man. Huh? This week has just been a culinary tour. Dunkin' Donuts on the beach. Spaghetti goes out of the can. <laughs> What's funny is on like on my toast. podcast, I always say like, huh? To the British foods. But now that we're talking on someone else's podcast, now I'm like all about the British foods. Because the bacon <laughs> sandwich is like the way to go. They know how to handle being hungover. Because they drink so much. It's a small cold island. What can I say? <laughs> it's very boring. All you can do is basically get a hangover. 
And then you watch the queen give a speech and you eat some biscuits and it's lovely. Cheerio. We're recording near Christmas. I'm sorry. This is going to come out. People are like, watch the queen give a speech. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Th- I, that one sailed right over my head, too. That was a Does good movie. Does she give like a Christmas speech? The queen's speech? When when she has a stutter? Yeah. She has a speech impediment and stutter and she's got to like be taught how to speak oh properly gosh. by a pirate. <laughs> we're really uh, some poor person who does not realize what we're doing is going to be so confused trying to look that up later. But just no, imagine, no, but just imagine how much growth will happen when they realize what we're talking about. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think it'll thing. go something like, "Oh, they, oh, they switched it to." Okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, they're dumb dumbs. <laughs> Thank you for those dramatic reenactments <laughs> or pre-enactments. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Well, speaking of pirates, while I agree that it is disgusting and unsanitary to have live birds in a restaurant, you do get the payoff by lining up the shot so that the parrot is on Joe's shoulder, (laughs) pirate style. I don't even mind that the birds are in the building. It's that this is clearly the restaurant's theme. Yeah. The actual name of this place is called Bird Box. Later in the 90s, the birds would be taught to beatbox, and Mm -hmm. so it would come full circle. (laughs) My name is Polly, and I'm here to say. I'm in my cage, and I'm here to stay. (laughs) I poop on your food in a natural way. (laughs) I have no response to that. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. I, I just love the silent acting between them in this minute of when he says, do you think this is a, you know, or no, it's the next minute where she gives him the little like look over, isn't it? Ah, oh, this ends with him. Do you think this outfit is appropriate? Oh. <laughs> so, He's so worried. <laughs> and, the, and this is such a nice mood change from Monday's minute because this this minute is just pure comedy. We've gone through that emotional roller coaster. Now he shows up. It's a new day. He's wearing this ridiculous Jungle Jim outfit. And then... Jungle J-I-M? <laughs> Jungle J-I-M, yeah. She she asks him why he's dressed this way. And, and Tierney, you're right. He is so concerned. Like He doesn't really know himself yet. He's wearing a dickie. <laughs> Is or is it an ascot? I think it's an ascot. Dickies are the fake fronts. Ascots yeah. are like yeah, the scarves. Yeah, this is the real one. Yeah, Dickies, yeah. What, Dickies like when the sleeves are cut off and it just makes it look like you're wearing a shirt, but you're not. Yeah. It's more Hashtag Christmas Dickie. <laughs> but this switch to comedy, I, I find it very weird that they then had her play it so... So hungover. Mm. Like, are they implying that Angelica is not okay after last night? Did Because I, I always read as like, oh, she went home and she made this painting. But it's weird. The idea of Angelica staying up, drinking, doing drugs, and painting all night does not paint a happy ending for this character. But that's her jam. That's how she do. Is it just an LA thing? Is this why I don't... I think it's an Angelica yeah. thing. It's interesting to imagine if in the last minute, instead of just Mopey Joe on the beach, they were cutting between Mopey Joe on the beach and Angelica popping pills and painting her. Yeah, I mean, she drives away with vigor. Yeah. She clearly had a late night, too. She had a late night, too. I like the moment where you can see where Meg Ryan intersects with with Angelica because you see her like do the, 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 the baviest puff. On the cigarette, just like yes, just uh-huh. to keep carrying on the conversation to show that I am smoking and in character, but her, 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 her the Meg Ryan is Does like, it we touch do not her smoke. Lips, no, no, we do not. 
Yeah, it doesn't even look like it goes all the way. No, into, no well, just, not, uh, yeah. She basically kisses the filter and carries on the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm wondering if she's so hungover that she's going through the motions of smoking, but if she actually takes a full drag, if she will throw up. Oh, good point. It's pretty hungover. Uh, I'm also curious if the hangover is why she apparently pays $50 for a cup of coffee and whatever he has for breakfast in 1989 money. The birds provide atmosphere that they're also paying for. You could buy the entire (laughs) restaurant over with birds for $50. (laughs) I I think it was a weird choice to have her be, because I feel like even a sober Angelica would be like, can I ask you a question? Why are you dressed like a jungle gym? Like, I don't think she needs the the inhibition that comes with alcohol use. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think she's doing like, it to, just, to lower her inhibitions. I think she's that's just how she rolls. For her, waking up hungover and having coffee and a cigarette on a Tuesday is, that's, that's just a Tuesday. Normal. But here's my thing. Weren't we supposed to think that she learned something from the date last night? Yeah, she learned that she's a flippity too much from her character. I think that this situation she's going through is a it's something that's happened more than once and she's not learned from it and she's just inside her own world and what she's doing and she's like, "Oh, I guess I'll be with this guy and maybe he'll take me home." And I know a lot of girls like that and that also when you're, I mean, I also, I'm not a super wealthy person, but I do know that there is a level of detachment that people get from reality. And I wonder if she's like, I expect to go home with whoever I ask. And especially because she probably got even more drunk when she went home. She woke up in the morning and was like, ah, well, I guess he didn't take me home. Well, she'll probably just be about my business. But I also think he's pretty cool and nice. Maybe he'll say something nice about my painting. Hmm. I also don't think that their meal was 50 bucks and she's just putting the money down because she comes from a very rich father who she doesn't particularly like. Oh, absolutely. She just says, she's like, well, this is the first bill that popped out. If it had been a 20, it would have still covered it with a solid tip. She throws on a 50 because it's what's in her wallet. And I and she's not because she's having a whole conversation about money at the time. So she's like, she's not asking for change. Yeah. I would have enjoyed the sun picture if it resembled her instead of like a man's face. Oh, a little self-reflection there. But that yeah. involves self-esteem, and I don't think she has a lot of Well, that. I'm not saying that it has to be her smiling, but if it was her face and she's smiling in the picture, but then her reflection in the water is her crying, oh, whole other level. I like that. Do you think this is too early in knowing someone to give them a painting that you made featuring them? Well, she doesn't Is that like a red flag? Them. What if she's smiling in the, fo- in the painting, but the water is made from her tears? All right, we're going to end up talking about clowns, and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I think second date's a little early to be giving them handmade artwork. Yeah. Bespoke anything is like, that's like one year anniversary. I do agree, but I don't think she gives him this painting. I think this painting is for his critique, and then it goes back into that portfolio. It's called for her children's book called Good Morning Sun. Do we trust Angelica to write a children's (laughs) book? Good morning, son. Good morning, son. In in LA, it would sell. my eyes. I have a hangover again. You're piercing my brain. I, I would love to hear a children's book narrated by Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good morning, children. And then when you wake up in the morning, I'll be there to see you. Your sadness is evident by your sleepy times. You cried in the night. Let me tell you a thing or two about LA. It stinks. There are certain pharmacies you can go to that have cheaper prescriptions. <laughs> 
half the time you can get your medications in suppository form. And then you don't even have to open your mouth. Nope. Too much <laughs> trouble. I'm not stopping this. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> was it just listening to? I can't remember what the real song was, but I mentioned I have a toddler, and so I watch a lot of Sesame Street. And there was some music video parody with Cookie Monster. I can't remember what 90s song it was parodying, but I was like, I feel kind of personally attacked by this one. I've been <laughs> laughing and singing along with all the 70s Sesame stuff and the new stuff, whatever. But this one hit me right in the like, hey, wait a minute. Is it Don't Go Chasing Watercrackers? Is that a thing? No. Now I need but to that watch sounds it. like a George made up thing. <laughs> yeah. Jarf knows. Jarf knows. <laughs> Clearly, George and I have not podcast enough together. There was that moment where I'm like, could it be real? <laughs> <laughs> yes, do not believe him. So I I have sort of a Sesame Street story. And since it had to happen to me, I'm going to share it with you. Uh-huh. So my wife and I were on a hike around Lake Galena. And there, there was this really majestic bird on the lake. I think a heron or something. Mm-hmm. A large, really striking bird and we stopped to look at it and this other person who we had already had a weird exchange at the entrance to the park with and so it was let's not be hiking at the same rate let's go on our separate hikes so he comes over next to us looking at the bird and he says hey is that big bird and so we we just sort of we have no reaction it's Please don't talk to us. <laughs> that that barely registers as a joke. But then he doubles down and he says, "Oh, are you not familiar with Sesame Street?" <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's like you should have just been like, "No, what's that?" It's hey, harder than me. Yeah, uh, we your don't speak should have been no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, lo siento, no speak. Guys, good English. You just mix in your Italian accent with a Spanish, and they'll be like, "Oh, okay, they're very like, clear." Oh, they're racist. We should not talk to them. <laughs> oh, we know who Big Bird is. We just think you're a freaking idiot. I'll make someone walk away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they must not know what Sesame Street is, because if That's they knew the who Big Bird was, they'd be laughing right now. <laughs> All become clear now. Do you think he went back and repeated it to someone else just to see like if it landed with other people? Like, no, that was, you know, sometimes you're like, no, that was funny. Yeah, he dropped it on like a couple coming in. He's like, and they kind of like, huh. He's like, still got it. it. Still got it. (laughs) Well, speaking of still got it, I think Joe still has some of his. It's not a lack of self-esteem, his nervousness about who he is. Because when he was shopping with Marshall, at first he really wanted Marshall to kind of tell him what to do. And we saw him buy the hat. And we even commented at the time, like, Marshall would not approve. But look at him making decisions for himself. His, his, his journey of discussion, discovery is fraught with anxiety. Because yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't step out of yourself without putting yourself out there. I feel like that's very realistic. He's just on like a compressed timeline. He is a powdered coffee creamer dude wearing a safari hat. That is a huge leap. Huge. He's got a dickie. Sorry, cravat. Uh, keep getting this too mixed up. Fred would be so pr- disappointed in you. Sorry, Fred. And I love that he caps off the minute by he already looks ridiculous in the outfit without the hat on. And then when she questions him about it, just 
to ratchet up the comedy that next level. Then he puts on the hat <laughs> and looks super silly. But then he's got those sweet eyes like, is this too much? Yeah. I look good, right? I look cool. This is appropriate. Puppies have looked at me like this. And it's like, yes, you're beautiful. It's fine. If anyone could pull this off, you can, Tom Hanks. Now I want a dog wearing that hat. It's a good end to the minute. It's a good button. Yeah, real good button. Well, did anybody else have any other notes for minute 53 after that good end to the minute? No, I think once you hit the button, you got you to you yeah, lock it down. that's it. Yeah, no one to go home, no one to fold them. Again, I'm not going to start singing, so... <laughs> it was we there for you, it was there. We the laid episode. it out, we just we, we, we lobbed up the softball. I appreciate it. I really do. No, I I think it's funny that I have so little to say about this conversation because this is a big exposition minute, really. I mean, really all he just says is like, eh, I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah, but she's telling us we're getting the character introduction and some insight into the guy who hired him to do this, but it all just kind of washes over. And then he puts on that hat and you almost like can't think about that anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's obfuscating the truth. It's leading the first kernels of doubt. And like, maybe this isn't up and on the up and up. Oh, oh, one thing. We do not have a duck of deception in this minute, but those birds are of the same, like, species-ish. Just not species Genus? Genius? Oh, because, yeah, genus would be foul, I guess. Murder most foul. But right, anytime there's a bird, there's a lie. Oh, because birds are the worst. But where is the lie here, Tyranny? The lie is that she's okay, and she's smiling and feels better. She doesn't. She hates everything and she feels sad. She apologizes for being a mess and she's still a mess. The lie is every puff of her cigarette. And he's reassuring her, but that's also a lie because she's not okay. she's not going to be okay right. when and he leaves. And also him looking like an adventurer. And that's also she thinks yeah. the hat looks good. That's yeah. a lie. That, yeah. That's the straight up lie. But I like this idea because, I mean, Joe is going to get on a boat with this half-sister Patricia that she mentions. No regrets. And sail off. And no regrets. And Angelica is not going to be okay left behind in L.A. She's not going to stop taking her father's money and leave L.A. This whole first half of the movie is a lie. She didn't even eat her food. Look at it. She didn't have any food. Those green bananas? I bet she bought that. It's like a side plate. Uh, It's it's like an amuse-bouche. No, an amuse-bouche is a bite. Uh, That is a plate of fruit that I'm going to guess she bought or ordered with the full understanding that she was not going to eat it. Yeah, that's the whole LA thing. I mean, we'll get shorty with it. Like, like stars always order off the menu, and it's something that you know, completely ridiculous. And they don't eat it. She's like, "Can you just get a plate of assorted figs and also, dates?" Also, your bananas. greenest bananas, please. I know they're plantains, but also your green bananas—they're crunchy. I would just like to point out, honestly, she should just eat a giant breakfast, be sick, and she'll feel so much better afterwards. Yeah, like that's my Wednesday wisdom for the. But week. she likes to feel bad. Mm, she digs feeling bad. I think if she woke up without a hangover, she'd think something was wrong. I get that. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Well, on that uplifting note, no. <laughs> Pain is life, well, they people. Are out of so out of this entire movie, for me, these three minutes are some of the most depressing out of everything. Thanks, like the, the guys. First, <laughs> because of the other guest. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but that's me. Of, like, Listen, I bring it where I go. I'm like a little black rain cloud. <laughs> 
the beginning of the movie is obviously depressing. Like it's made to make you feel uncomfortable and sad for him. But this is his first look at color in life. And she is so sad. And it's honestly more sad for me to see this person that he probably sees as having it all being so sad. Well, that's but that's the thing. What it is is it's the opening is his perspective on life, and he thinks every anything but this is better. And then right. he meets her and realizes, oh, you can have all the things I don't have and still be the exact same place as yeah. I am. So that just puts him as a spring boy to move on to the ship and then move on across the right. sea and make him much more likely to be okay with the decisions he's made. Which is why these three minutes to me are more depressing than the rest because. The other ones fall into the stereotype of this is why you should be depressed and this you see this person that should have it all that hates or that effing hates everything language i know right beep (laughs) and he doesn't know how to handle it either because he's never met anyone that's had it all but he's not saying the right things to her as someone that is talking to someone who's sad and you know he shouldn't because he just met her like you know no one's expecting him to know how to speak to someone like that but it's just everyone's so sad right here but it's still funny yeah i'm so glad i i'm i'm sorry you have that outlook but i love it because as soon as he said like oh these are the three saddest minutes i'm like there's no way jarf was thinking that when he sent these <laughs> not to speak for you but Pagliacci I, I just- minute no tierney you're absolutely right and crystal i Love that you pointed that out because I I hadn't been looking at it in that way. And it actually makes me appreciate this narrative function of these scenes more because now I'm thinking, yes, he was so depressed back at his lousy job. And now this is him out in LA and realizing it's not so simple to just quit your job and say, you know what? I'm just going to do something different and then I'll be happy. You what? have to actually, oh, sorry. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm kidding. Junior. I'm kidding. This is good to learn first. <laughs> so, but you have to actually deal with the things that are making well, yeah, you Yeah, because you can, you, can be, you can be yourself no matter where you go. But if you yourself are not happy. Right. Nothing's going to change. You bring that with if you. If I quote six days, seven nights, am I going to be kicked out yes. of the movie podcast? No. Yes. <laughs> no. Right, you're going to get sent to Anne Hayes hell. Uh, you're going to get the Anne Hayes Harrison Ford love hug from me. Ooh, really awkward is, and kind of questioning if it's right or not. But it's more, more of a side hug where you pat their shoulder. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to watch that movie tonight. Don't. No, I want I to. I think you'll see a few themes that we're talking about here when you tell, you know, <laughs> it's an island. If you don't bring it here, you won't find it here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, George. I think I fall into a weird six days, seven nights cult. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good minute. Six days, seven nights, 60 seconds at a time. Mm-mm. Oof. 60, <laughs> 67 seconds at a time. Well, now you've said it, so I think you're doing it, George. <laughs> yep, you put it out into the wild. Yeah, I'll wait till someone buys that URL. Oh, man. We'll see how well my Patreon does over the next year. <laughs> it would almost be worth it. <laughs> all right, that's definitely all the notes I had. And some that I didn't know that I had until we started Which was talking. sadness. That's okay, though. I feel like the sadness was appropriate. And as you pointed out, we're going to grow from it. We so, are. Yay. We're not going to have to eat sad beach donuts anymore. (laughs) We're not. The only way out is through. And we, for Friday's episode, when we come back, we get to see the boat. 
The boot. So we have a lot to look forward to. The only way out is in. (laughs) Tierney, I just, I dare you to follow up on that. (laughs) Where to now, Tierney? I think we're going to loop back to the inappropriateness of the beginning of this episode. I think we're going to, I can't even pretend. I'm so excited for the boat. Oh my God, I'm so excited for the boat. All right, bye. See you on Friday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now I don't know. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.